From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part two in our series, Dating Your Spouse. Today, we're talking about creative date ideas the two of you can do when you are on your next date together. And when it comes to dating, I just want you to think about this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, do something today that your marriage will thank you for. And getting creative in your date ideas and bringing that creativity to dating your spouse is one of those things mm-hmm. that your marriage will thank you for. And yep. you know, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose life, whose marriage has been radically changed. And this hug comes from an email that we received that says, I know you must get an overwhelming amount of mail. However, I'm compelled to write to you both. My husband and I have created a blended family as so many have these days. This brings joy, chaos, and a lot of kiddos to juggle. Mm -hmm. We have reached a season of almost roommates. He is my best friend and my other half, but commitments, work, and kids have created an atmosphere of going through the motions, Mm. as well as predictable daily conversation of weather, kids, calendar, etc. For the past year, I felt that I was struggling immensely under all the demands placed upon me and depression settled in my heart and body. I've been suffering from chronic migraines as well as a few other health issues. Finally, with medication, my migraines have subsided and I've started counseling to talk as well as process deep trauma from before our marriage in hopes of reaching a better place in my life and heart. One week, my counselor gave me one's six questions to get the conversation started. Mm -hmm. So first of all, kudos to the counselors out there that are sharing One Extraordinary Marriage's resources. We're so grateful for all of you. This writer goes on to say, she also told me about your podcast. After her... After having her show me what a podcast was, yes, I'm that person. I'm not a techie. I began listening. Your words and episodes were gifts from God. I listened to at least three per day and began sharing and downloading them for my husband. It has started the conversation. It has in one week began a new chapter in our marriage. The season changed in one week. It's January of a new year, our anniversary month. We are talking, processing, connecting. Come on. I cannot thank you both enough. Your courage to be open, honest, and vulnerable is inspiring. Because of what you've gifted the world, I feel my life and marriage has been changed forever. We love you for all you've given us. We are committed to each other and to our marriage. This has changed our perspectives and our conversations and our relationship. We are working on our physical intimacy issues, our emotional intimacy, all of it. You have been our angels. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, from roommate to holy crap, extraordinary. <laughs> that's what I can say right now. That's And that's just, it's absolutely beautiful. I, I do want to share though with folks in the one family, if you're in a place where you feel like, man, you are in this place of roommate syndrome. We did an episode uh, and it's episode 473. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 473, or you can find that in your favorite podcast app. Listen to it. You don't have to be roommates. You don't. You can experience what, what this couple has experienced in just one week. And you know what? I want to say we are praying. We are believing. We, we are going to believe for massive breakthrough that's going to happen in your life and in your marriage, specifically around your sexual intimacy and your emotional intimacy, your financial intimacy, 
it, it's it, there's going to be breakthrough this year. Don't hold back. Don't don't say that's somebody else's. You know that's somebody else's life. That somebody else can have that. No, you can have it. You can have it. Mm-hmm. So so go for it. And we're here for you. We're we're here for you each and every week. And we have a catalog of five hundred plus other episodes that you can begin diving in. Find it. And maybe you're good, and you're just like Tony and Lisa. We're just awesome. Tell your friend. Mm-hmm. There's somebody probably you know, close by, who may not have said a word to you, but you can tell something's up, share. Be the blessing in their life. You know, be the person that goes, You care, I care enough about you that I'm not going to let you sit where you are any longer. We love you guys. We love Absolutely. you guys. And it's part of the reason why we're doing this series around dating your spouse, right? It's getting out of that roommate syndrome. It's it's breaking the routines in marriage. You know, part one, we talked about the expectations around a date and, you know, what that looks like for you and your spouse. And and the big things that came out of that were that the expectations revolve around, you know, having your spouse's undivided attention, putting down your phones, having meaningful conversations. And yes, even thinking about sex. Those Mm -hmm. were, that was all of week one. And if you haven't listened to it, you absolutely can. It's um, episode 555. But this week we need to, we need to advance that conversation. So it's not just like, what do I expect? But, but what are we going to do? Right. What does that look like when we actually, you know, like get in the car and we're rolling out the driveway? What are we going to do? And, and I don't know, if it was in the 10 commandments or maybe the constitution that, that put it out there that said that, you know, in the 21st century dates are going to be, you know, going out to dinner and maybe a movie or maybe a target run or maybe like running to Lowe's, right? Somewhere, obviously, you know, our forefathers had the knowledge to put it in there because in all honesty, that's what the majority of you all are doing when you go out on a date. And if you didn't catch the snarkiness from Elisa and a little sarcasm, that was there. Yes. I, I know it's not in the Ten Commandments and I know it's not in the Constitution. I am bringing that up because, you know, we asked, what is a typical date in the one family? Can I say something real quick? If you haven't jumped in on any of our Instagram polls, do. Because truly what makes the One Extraordinary Marriage Show so amazing now, it's you guys. It's not Elisa and I. We, we, we just have the opportunity to get behind these microphones and talk, and yet it's you guys. Mm-hmm. The, 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 be, to be, start this series, when we did part one, what you expect, that's what you guys expect. What we're going to share here today in Creative Date Ideas in part two, it's what you guys want and what you're looking for. So jump in, share. It's all good because really... We want you in the one family to be able to go, you know what? This is us. Mm-hmm. This isn't some like some study that some university put on and they collected a thousand, you know, responses and uh, okay, what does that mean? But when we're here and we can hear from you guys and share, you guys understand where we're at mm-hmm. as 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 a family. We're, we're speaking to you about the things that, that you say. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes to dates, 73% of the responses that we got to the question, what is a typical date for you, inv- involved the word dinner, dining out, eating out, or some food-related, you know, just food-related. But only- 73%. 73%. Okay. So And the, I would say we, we would probably be in that 73%. Oh, sure. yes. we, we didn't respond, but yes, no, we no, would no. have been. We'd be a uh, part of it. But when I asked the question- 
what is something that you've always wanted to do or, or what would you like to do on a date? Only 5% of those responses involved food. So 73% of you wow. are, are doing something food related, but when you find out what you actually want to do, only 5% of those involve food. And those were actually even creative date ideas, like doing a progressive dinner, um, going to, a, a, you know, go, getting dressed up to go out to eat and then going to a hotel after, or just getting dressed up for a fancy dinner. Hmm. Right? Those, those are the only food related responses. And there were a few of them like in that vein, but those are the only food related responses within it, that 5% within that 5%. Okay. Right. So, so we're super excited that y'all are going out on dates. Mm -hmm. Like that is a good thing. We've been talking about dating each other for, probably since the show started. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's good. And it's great to have a meal that I, I will tell you, I remember when our kids were little, it's great to have a meal that you don't have to prepare and you don't have to clean up. Mm -hmm. Somebody else cooks. I mean, that's epic, mm -hmm. especially when the kids are little and you don't have to like cut somebody's food and you don't have to do that kind of stuff. But the, the challenges and that we're seeing this is that you're doing the same thing over and over again. And so it got me to thinking, and I know because we've been in this place too, where where's the anticipation? Where's the desire to go out on a date if it looks the same? If it looks the same, like we just know that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna roll out on a Friday night, and we're gonna roll down to the local mall, or we're gonna roll down to the local Applebee's, or or we're gonna go here, and we're just gonna probably order the same thing because mm -hmm. most of us are creatures of habit, and so if we go to a restaurant, and we find a dish that we like. Guess what? The next time we go, we're That's ordering the same dish, mm -hmm. and. You, it, it makes it easy to bag out on dates. Like, eh, do you want to go out tonight? Uh, you know, uh, what if we skip it? And then all of a sudden you, you start skipping dates and, and there's this disconnect. Well, I was going to say you may even go on the date. And then if we go back to part one, what you expect, the connection mm -hmm. while on the date, the phone's being put away, the, the, the distractions being set aside, the, the deeper conversations aren't met because all we're doing is going to the same place, having the same meal, you know, to doing the same thing and moving on. And I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds like, like the date version of Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. right? Where you're just doing, so it's no wonder the phones are coming out. Mm -hmm. Cause if you're just doing the same thing over and over again, I mean, like we used to do this guys, like that was our, what I just described rolling out of the driveway on a Friday night and going to the same, like we, we would roll out of the driveway. There was a sushi restaurant about two miles from our house. Yeah, We would go, we would sit at the sushi bar. We would look at whatever sports game, was, being, was on TV. Was on TV. We'd have the same conversations with the wait staff. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, yeah, I didn't have to cook, but there was. Uh, yeah, we never really did much afterwards. The other one I thought about too is when we were newlyweds and we would just go to the pizza, the pizza place in La Quinta. Mm -hmm. But that was a different time too because we didn't have phones. I felt like that one was. It was fun. It was it was young. The the owner was in there, so we would have some really cool conversations. And yet, it was a similar place that we just went to. It was a, it was a habit. We didn't try anything different week in and week out. It was like a Friday or Saturday night. We were up at the pizza shop. Mm -hmm. Yep. Dipping the honey crusted, uh, honey wheat crust pizza in honey. Like yeah. I, I, I think we probably ordered a pepperoni pizza every week Yeah. and you know, that's what, it, that was what we did. And so I will have to say this, there's a bit of nostalgia that you look back and you go, Oh, that was really nostalgia. I think in the time and in the moment, there are definitely times of frustration mm -hmm. and us honestly being disconnected because we were just doing the same thing. And so we have to separate those a little bit and go, oh, because it was 20 odd years ago, 20, probably 22 years ago now that we were doing that. So there is that piece of nostalgia. And yet at the same time, where we are now, 
we got to start looking and seeking different opportunities for those dates. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. You can be bored at home and checked out on your phones. Like if you're going to go through all the trouble of going out on a date, of making a date happen, right? Like, like let's get creative about it. And I'm not saying that every single date has to be this way. Can I just put that caveat? Not every single date has to be the most creative date that you can imagine and doing all this kind of stuff. But when we ask the question, what's something that you've always wanted to do? The, the ideas, you guys started coming fast and furious. I mean, somebody said it would be fun to build a fort and watch movies. They actually have that on their calendar. It's coming up. Uh, other people said, you know, take a helicopter or a hot air balloon ride, go for a hike, go scuba diving, axe throwing, which I've mm-hmm. noticed has become incredibly popular. Yes. Um, antiquing, berry picking, hunting, take an impromptu road trip. Hmm. Like I started looking at this idea, uh, this list of ideas. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what does that look like? Because there were these very... There, like when you look at the full list and I, I think, you know, hundreds of responses, but I started looking, I'm like, what are those common themes? Mm-hmm. What are people actually looking for that, that isn't happening in just like rolling out to the local, you know, restaurant, picking up the usual food and doing that kind of thing. It, it was the sense of adventure, mm-hmm. right? The opportunity to explore, to, to try new things that there's a lot of movement involved in, in those activities. I don't okay. care if you're ax throwing or if you're berry picking or if you're scuba diving or going for a, like you're moving. It's not just sitting in a restaurant, maybe looking at your spouse, but most likely looking at your phone. I think uh, what you're describing to me too makes me go, huh, you know what? I think I've gotten into a place of date night or dates need to be in the evening. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing, I think really begins to get that shift in my own mind of like, okay, we don't need to go for dinner and then do something else. Maybe being more intentional of going, you know what? Let's make sure we find some time on a Saturday, maybe a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon. Uh, For those of you who have kids, it might be easier to find a babysitter. They might be even cheaper because it's midday um, and do something there instead of always waiting to like, oh, we got to go out at like six, seven, eight o'clock at night Mm -hmm. from what, from what you're saying. Absolutely. Because those ideas are are mostly daytime ideas. Mm -hmm. And and here's the thing about dating, kind of like sex. It's okay to do it when you're not exhausted. Right. So often we're doing date nights on Friday or Saturday nights. We're tired. We're ready to check out mentally. And so we do with our phones. We don't give our spouses that undivided attention because mentally we're fatigued. So what happens if you start to think through these ideas of adventure and exploring and and you go, okay, how, how does this look in, in a daytime thing? Because it takes so much intentionality. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to just shout this back out to, to all the men out there. This is your opportunity to do something and plan the date. Last week when we shared, we shared that 69% of our wives are planning the dates. And I think this is our opportunity if we're looking for some of that adventure, that exploring, something new, the movement, that gives us that opportunity to go, hey, you know what? Go on a Groupon. Go on some of these other you know, discount sites. Find ways that you can do something fun mm-hmm. with your wife. I can think of two right now just quickly off the top of my head. One is Elisa and I went kayaking in La Jolla Shores, and it was awesome. I pulled out to, I actually got a little seasick on that one, but still made it happen. It was during, it was like a late morning and then we did lunch after. Um, another one we did recently is we went for a helicopter ride. So it was an amazing experience. We did that and then we rolled over to a 
like what was, what's that place called? 58 degrees. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 85 degrees. 85 degrees. And just had, again, got a little motion sickness there. So it, it sort of settled us. But again, that allows us as husbands to take, you know, take the planning and not letting our wives do it every single time. And so the question comes, you know, like, what would your marriage look like? How excited would you be if there was something that you were going to be doing besides dinner on your next date night? What would that look like for the two of you? Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So let's get those ideas flowing, right? We, we, know, we knew that this was a challenge for us, right? We had fallen into, I mean, you heard our story. Oh, yeah. Date night was like rolling out, you know, rolling out of the driveway and, and going, okay, you know what? Dinner, like we're going to have dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what, that's what we're doing. And, and, and so it can be hard to just like on spur of the moment, go, okay, what do you want to do? And, and here's the thing though, too, date nights and dates ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be depend on where you're at, what you're doing. Hey, sometimes it may, the, the most you may be able to get in is, is a coffee date. Great. I think there are times when, you know what, just sitting at home and really just planning out the time and doing something together. Hey, I know many of folks in the one family, many of couples in the one family for them, you know, card games, board games, they're, they're playing Minecraft together. They're that to them is part of their dating. Like it, it, it connects them. They love doing those activities together. And I would even say for us, some of, some of the most more enjoyable dates, typically when we're not in San Diego, but when we're out of town or we're traveling somewhere, or we're doing something. I love it when Elisa and I just have a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we do this everywhere else except when we're in San Diego. But we'll have a meal and we'll just pull out our cards and we'll have we'll have dessert while we're while we're playing cards. And and I find that to be an enjoyable time. The thing is, you have to start with ideas, mm-hmm. and you have to you have to be able to cultivate those ideas. And we knew that this was a challenge for us, and so we actually put together a guide. It's called date night done right. And you can find it at one extraordinary marriage.com slash date night where you two can individually make a list of winning ideas. You can, you, you take this tool and wives, you make a list of all of your winning ideas in each one of these categories and husbands, you make a list of all of your winning ideas. Do not put an idea down there that isn't going to be a winning idea. If your spouse executes it, I'm just telling you up front only winning ideas. And then you give your list to your spouse. So now he or she has the list of winning ideas and they can actually go execute it because now, now they've got an idea of what you want to do. 
right? Whether like, let's say, you know, and I mentioned this earlier, um, and I know that somebody coming to, you know, some of the conference, like a lot of times when people come in to see us at the one marriage conference, they do want to do a progressive dinner, mm-hmm. right? But for a lot of people, they're like, okay, how do we, how do we do that? Right? What happens if progressive dinner is on your list? So what types of food do you all like to eat? Mm-hmm. Start there. You know, where are the best places for us to walk around? You know, a lot of times when we do a progressive dinner, it's, it is when we go to a different city and we like find like a restaurant area, like maybe a downtown area, things like that. And somebody actually suggested, and we haven't done this yet, but I think we're going to have to try to do a progressive dinner drive through style. Exactly. Yep. I remember seeing that one come in and like, I was like, oh. genius, because now you're not confined to one area. You can look at different places. And I thought it was one of those cool ideas. Like, I, I don't know if it was drive through or was it just I specifically drive through. So specifically drive through. So you couldn't go to say a an established sit down restaurant. Right. You're so going to drive through. You might like go to like a drive through coffee shop and then like a drive through you know place and get sandwiches and then a drive through other place where you get dessert. Ah. And I was like, okay, that would actually be funny to like and fun to think through. What does that look like? Well, the best part of that is you're in the car. So you make sure you bring your rendezvous kit, a blanket, and you end up somewhere sort of secluded with your dessert or your coffee. And hey. Hello. Now, whatever you do, we are not responsible if you get caught by police and all that indecent exposure. So please be aware of your surroundings and what you're doing. Follow the established laws of there your you area. Thank there, you very much. There you go. But another Boom. thing on the on the progressive dinner is you might just make it a best of. I mean, like we've done that in places where yeah. we've gone and we're like, who has the best French fries? Who has the best coffee? Who has the best breakfast? And, and we do best oatmeal. Uh, yes, Tony. Yes, Tony <laughs> loves his oatmeal. I do not look for best oatmeal. Tony looks for best oatmeal. best burgers. We've done best burgers. Yes. But but part of what happens around you know even doing something like a progressive dinner or a progressive lunch doesn't matter progressive breakfast is that you get curious about your spouse. You get curious about an area that you're visiting and you start to get creative about it. Mm-hmm. And, and you can even plan this in advance and just tell your spouse you know what make sure we've got date night you know coming up or date day wear your walking shoes. Here's another thing though too is. When you do the date night done right, this is a great time to have that conversation of how many are we even going to do? Mm-hmm. Because I think, hey, if we're going to if we're going to set the expectation and what we expect, then we need to know that if we're doing the date night done right and we're picking out these ideas, then we also need to understand how often we're going to do it. Because you may put 10, 15 ideas down, and yet over the course of the year, if depending on what you guys want to do, you may get through two. 10, 12, I, I don't know, but that's between you guys. And again, setting that expectation of, okay, well, you know what? Maybe off of this list, we're only going to do two over the course of the year. One from your list, one from mine or two and two, whatever it may be, because there are going to be those times when you do the quick coffee or you're going to do a nice little dinner in a movie or something of that nature. So fluidity, conversation, sharing with one another, Hey, and again, there's going to be some grace. There's going to be some, some, some tug, you know, tug of war going on. Hey, well, I want to do this. I want to do that conversation. Got to get into your emotional intimacy. Got to talk about it. Do we have a budget? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big piece. A lot of couples will say, I want to go on a date. And yet one, one spouse is going crap, man. Like we don't have the funds, right. but the other one's like, I don't care. Let's just go put it on the credit card. That, that's a big tension that needs to be addressed. So that way you guys are both enjoying 
that moment together. Because if you're freaked out that you're going to spend a hundred bucks and your spouse spends 200, you're not probably not going to enjoy that date. Absolutely. And that, it, that it's part of it. it. It's, it's looking at all of those different things. It's taking those ideas. Like, like maybe you have, you know, f- for, you know, a relatively low cost date idea, maybe you have hiking on there. Yep. Right. And so, you know, where are the best trails in your area? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do a sunset hike? Do you want to do a sunrise hike? Do you want to picnic at the top? Like we, we need to bring the fun and the excitement and the anticipation back into dating, you know, and even with hiking, you know, there might be secluded places along the trail for you to also follow all of the observed laws of your area, but there could be rendezvous along hikes. I'm just mm. saying, know what the laws are in your area. You know, it's taking these ideas and saying, how can I run with, with a dream or a desire that my spouse has to do something that they're going to be talking about, you know, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Right. The quote that we opened the show with, do something today that your marriage is going to thank you for. Right. Is it that somebody's got a hot air balloon ride or they've always wanted to take a helicopter ride? I mean, we have we have friends that live, you know, about 45 minutes from us and they have a lot of hot air, like hot air balloons are really popular in their area. And she's always wanted to go on a hot air balloon ride. And so for her birthday, her husband arranged a hot air balloon ride mm-hmm. for them. You know, we did a helicopter ride for our anniversary. And you know what Tony did? Tony went on Groupon. Mm-hmm. Right. Found a deal because you know what? Sometimes you don't even know where to start looking. And so Groupon or any of the deal sites are, and you know, you can do an invitation to your spouse, like get on your computer, do something creative, print it out and give it to them. You, you want to just change the entire tenor of a date. You, you give your spouse an invitation to come out on a date with you. And here's another thing too. Seasonally, what are you doing? For many of you, you guys live in areas where there are different seasons. You don't live here like we have in San Diego where it's pretty much like 65, 60 during the winter and then we're like 85-ish, 90 in the summer and that's basically all we have. So we can be out all the time. For me personally, when Elisa and I go on our walk-in talks every Saturday morning, I feel like that's a date. I really do because it's just us out, we're moving, we're holding hands, we're talking. I love those moments. We stop sometimes at a coffee shop, sometimes afterwards we'll go get breakfast. It's just, that's what we get to do. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you in different areas, as you're thinking through this, going on a hot air balloon ride in the middle of winter isn't going to happen. They're probably not even running. And yet you can start planning now for a summer one or for a fall one, because that's when they are up in this, in the, and I mean, believe me, for those of you who live in areas where the trees change colors and you hear the the crinkling of the of the wind or the leaves as a as the wind blows through it. I love it and I miss it. But those are times that I wish that I lived in an area like that because those are the times that we would go out hiking. We would go exploring into those areas. I remember when we lived in Spokane, Washington, we mm-hmm. did that a lot into Idaho and Montana and parts of Canada. So think about the seasons too. Absolutely. And I want to say, because I know you've brought up like, even if you can only get out on like a quick coffee date, what if you guys like took that love of coffee and said, we're going to go find all the independent coffee shops in our area. Like every week we're going to try a new coffee. Like you could bring in excitement and difference and and anticipation. Like, oh, I wonder what they're going to have on their menu. I wonder what their, the, the inside of their cafe is. Like you could still do that even in a half hour, you know, 30 minute, 60 minute date. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says you can't bring adventure and, and curiosity and excitement and exploration to the things that you're already doing. But the thing is to, to really look at what your spouse wants to do on a date. Look at the things that you want to do and say, how can we as a couple make that happen? Just because you've always done something for date night, hello, mm-hmm. the 73% of you that are eating out on your date nights, doesn't mean that that has to be the only thing that you ever always do. How can you, how can you create this shift and bring, like, I'm so excited because we've, part of doing this series is because we've been in a rut. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm excited about 2020. I'm excited about this year to come to go, what is our date night? What is our date life mm-hmm. going to look like when we get really intentional and focused about it? Yeah. I love it. So go out there, you guys. Go out there. Go have some creative date time. Go make it happen. Again, hey, we know it. it's all different for all of us. But just, hey, again, if you make it once, twice this year, call it a win if that's what you both expect. If you guys are on that together, my goodness, that is a win. So call it one. We love you guys. We're honored and blessed to have you with us as we talk about dating your spouse. Join us next week for part three of the Dating Your Spouse series where we're gonna talk about low-cost date ideas. Love you guys, take care, have a fantastic week, go out, take a picture when you are on a date, hashtag one extraordinary marriage, we'd love to cheer you on. Love you guys, take care, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.